Welcome to the Dearly Discarded Podcast, where we tell the true stories of the vaccine injured that many don't want to hear. These are real people sharing real experiences, uncensored and unsanitized. Listen and learn with us as we tell the stories that have yet to be heard by those who've been discarded. No preaching, no propaganda, and no judgments, just the truth. Okay, so I'm here with Nikki. Nikki, sorry, remind me your last name. Holland. Nikki Holland. Um, we are going to let Nikki tell her story. I'm going to ask a few questions that I think we're probably all curious about. We're here in Los Angeles uh, in the uh, hotel right now getting ready for the Defeat the Mandates rally, which will happen tomorrow. And uh, I've, so the first question I'll ask is, Nikki, why are you here for this rally? Why is this important to you? Um, I was vaccine injured last year and so I'm really here just fighting for a voice. Um, I've been asked to speak at the rally um, and just awareness and just a plea for for help for research you know to find treatment for us. So are you finding that well actually let's let's go back I'm going to ask you a question about that but tell us a little bit about your story what happened with the vaccine uh, and when did it happen? Um, Back, year, back last year, I had the first one in January 2021, and then my second one in February. No problems with the first one. This was Moderna. And then um, within uh, 36 hours, I started getting nauseous. And then the day after, I started having trouble breathing. And I do have asthma, but it's been very well controlled, so I thought maybe my asthma's flaring up. I wasn't putting two and two together. Okay. And then it progressively got worse. My inhalers weren't working. Um, and by the fifth day, I was in the hospital. By a week after, I was on the vent. Mm. So um, had a severe respiratory reaction um, and ended up on the vent uh, five different times. The last time, they put a tracheotomy because I was having spasms in my throat. Um, still do, randomly and they cut off my breathing so when the spasm happens when the spasms okay. happen they couldn't pull me off the vent because they were occurring at that point okay. too um i've had gi issues uh, where i've had to have a feeding tube at one point i've had like urinary issues where i had a catheter implanted in my stomach um i've had blood clots infections um, neurological issues that have caused weakness, difficulty walking, um, just a whole slew of things. I've seen several different specialists. I'm sure. Um, where where are you right now with your health versus when this all first started going down? What's that kind of journey looked like? Um, I'm obviously better from the standpoint, you know, I'm not, not to the point where I'm having trouble breathing, um, you know, needing to be in the hospital. I am in pulmonary rehab right now. I've just, like, over the last two weeks weaned off oxygen um as far as my overall health i have issues with you know different things i eat um breathing stuff still is a a stamina thing i get out of breath a lot um i can't walk long distances i was just going to ask you're in the wheelchair yes. so you can walk i can walk short distances like room to room in a house um it's very uncoordinated um it's I just like I can't place my feet in the right position that I want them 
Um, and they were saying that they thought maybe it was a, a neurological disorder, but they can't peg which one that it could be. And so I've just had a lot of unanswered questions. But um, as far as overall health, better than I was, but good days and bad days. Okay. Do you feel like you're on the upswing to some degree still? Some days I do, but then some days I don't. So I'm not, feel like sure. I'm not really backwards. sure. I think I'm at a kind of a plateau point of an up and down right now. Okay. So the neurological, they, I assume they've run the MRIs and looked at MS and those types of things and tried to rule things out. Um, we've done MRIs, CTs. They've done muscle tests. Um, we were looking back at all the blood tests and, and all the tests they've done. And it seems like they've ruled pretty much all the typical progressive neurological disorders out. There are a few extreme tests, such as like spinal taps and stuff that they haven't done yet. Um, but they're kind of throwing their hands up and saying, I'm not, I don't know. What type of specialist are you working with right now? Well, up until about two to three weeks ago, I was working with um, a group of doctors out of Nashville. Um, and I still am for maintenance, but I feel like that I kind of reached a point where I was just being managed and no one was really coming out with answers. Um, it's just like they're not looking at my past, they're looking at me now, um, trying to fix me now without figuring out the source. And so here recently I've been connected with um, a recent uh, a doctor, um, uh, Pierre Corey, mm -hmm. and we are trying some different things um, and going a different direction. Okay. So. So then with the, you said trying to nail down the source, have you had anybody um, admit to a belief that it is the vaccine that caused this? I've had doctors tell me that they, you know, it, it is the vaccine, but they can't write things like that because there's not enough research out there to, to say this is the vaccine or this isn't the vaccine because they said it's all experimental. I've had some doctors say, none of them have said, no, it's not the vaccine. Most of them ignore it mm -hmm. and skip over it. Or they put it in the subjective portion of my patient notes saying patient reported after vaccine. Um, but, you know, there are a few doctors that, you know, will report in there that says, you know, this occurred after the vaccine. But as far as my diagnosis as different things, um, they focus more on what's going on now. So they're looking at symptoms a lot right. more than they're looking at a cause. Right. And how does that feel to you when it seems it se sounds like it's being dismissed for the right. most part? Um, well, coming from a healthcare background, I'm a physical therapist. Okay. Um, to me, it seems it doesn't se to seem to make sense. In order to find out what's going on now, you've got to find what's behind the source. Right. In order to investigate. And like I said, I have a GI doctor, I have a urologist, I have a pulmonologist, I have a neurologist. I have all these doctors and they're all working on separate systems and no one is working on a collaborative systematic approach. And so I feel like, well, the, Dr. Pierre has started doing that, but um, I feel like that by ignoring that, they're missing the big clue of what connects it to maybe what can, can fix it. Yeah. Uh, what made, led you to Pierre Corey? Um, by putting my story out there uh, on social media and just connecting with people. There was another vaccine injured lady out of Florida who reached out to me and um, knew Dr. Corey. And um, 
just said, hey, can I get you in contact with him? And one thing led to another, and within a couple of days, we had set up an appointment. And you just recently started with him? Yes. Now, I was very, coming from the world of Western traditional medicine, and that being my educational yeah. background, I was fully invested in that system. I believed in it. I supported it. But through my experiences last year and through the experiences I've gone through, it wasn't until here recently that I was ready to accept an alternative route. And, and you know, I think everything just fell into place, honestly. When I was ready, it just seemed like everything was there. Okay. So. It, it, what, was your, what were your thoughts going into the vaccination itself? Yeah. Any concerns at all? Yes. Um, I did have concerns. Uh, you know, I thought this is pretty quick. They came out with a vaccine. Mm -hmm. um, they really haven't gotten a whole lot of research on it. You haven't heard a whole lot. They're pushing really hard. But my fear was, uh, you know, that I was working with a home health agency. I was working in an assisted facility where they were vaccinating all the residents. And I assumed at that point it wasn't mandated, but it was about to come down the line to be right. mandated. And so it was just a matter of time. So when that first batch of, a, of the healthcare providers went to get it, I thought, well, let's just get it out of the way. And I was hesitant, but I went against my better judgment and I did it. First one, I was like, okay, it's fine. Didn't, didn't, didn't hesitate about the second one. And it was the second one that threw me off. How long was it into the process of your injury that you recognized that you weren't alone in this, that you weren't a rare case? Um, that happened in mid-February. It's pretty critical for the first three weeks. Um, and probably about mid-March when I really started to reach out, there was a few cases here and there. There was one that reached out to me in, in Kentucky where her mother was severely injured on ventilators and who had passed away during my, my time. Um, and that kind of first led up. And also while I was in the hospital, nurses would come in at different points and would be like, you know, um, you're not the first case we've had. We actually have someone across the hall that, you know, or someone mm -hmm. in this unit that has been vaccine injured, you know, without giving details. Right. But that kind of made me question, but it wasn't until about March to April when I had a mass flood of people after I started releasing more about me and then towards summer and the end of the year when I started speaking out more, um, it really became apparent how many there were. What made you decide to speak out and not stay quiet and just worry about your own health? Um, at first I felt, you know, like if I were to speak out, you know, it almost was like you're being judged um, and there, even when you talk to a doctor, it's it's kind of like it's a hush-hush situation. Mm -hmm. You know, are you putting your job on the line if you go against the vaccine because you're not supposed to do that? It's kind of an untold thing. Um, but then as I started to see how many people there were out there and how much it was hurting to be neglected and how frustrating it was to not find care and to not find help, and anybody that would listen, that's when I realized, you know, I've kind of lost my purpose and identity. I can't do my job. I can't go back to work. I'm going to fight for what I can. And and that's where I wanted to share my story. Thank you for being so. willing to do that. That's huge for so many people. 
Through this whole process, I know you have children. Uh, what's it been like for your family and, and how has that looked? Um, it's been rather difficult. Um, I have three children and uh, first when I came home it, it was kind of questions, you know, what's that too, what's this, what's that, and a lot of explaining. Um, and it was very hard. I could see their frustrations. We found that humor is our best, our best coping mechanism at home with our kids. Um, and I can tell it comes through, even though things aren't directly said about the situation, it comes through in misplaced anger and frustration. Mm. Um, and, you know, when you have to rearrange your, your lifestyle because you're used to a professional income, down to lost your job yeah um, it's it's a big change and adjustment so it, I think it's been very difficult but I have three wonderful kids that I think are adjusting and then my fiance she uh, she's in struggling through med school right now during oh, wow. trying to help me through all of this so um, it is definitely been a challenge for her I feel guilty at times but she's she's persevering <laughs> I can all I, I can only imagine. I, I certainly can't put myself in your shoes. I've had the the great um, honor, really, of meeting quite a few people who have been injured by the vaccine. And one of the things that I'm finding universally so far is that there is a unique level of um, the word is desire and energy to not just get the word out about these stories but to really sincerely find answers for all of the people that are dealing with this yes. disaster yeah. the only way I can put it and I find from a standpoint of someone who wasn't vaccinated and who was not in support of the vaccinations from the start um, I have been just absolutely blown away by the the spirit that encompasses people like yourself. You've got it, uh, all of my interviews up to this point, it, it's like you're all related um, and have come together. And I have Depends to imagine- Depends on what day, you guess. <laughs> well, maybe you're putting your best, your best foot forward for the camera and I can appreciate that. But it really is beautiful. I mean, I'm sure there are incredibly difficult days. I would anticipate your days are more difficult than they are easy, um, but there's a, uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to ask you: Is is it? Do you feel like it's a it's a humility from the situation that has occurred and a, a an understanding of your you know your, the true level of your humanity and and the value of your life that has changed things? Have you felt that change? I do believe that is is definitely part of it. Um, at one point, I think I guess it was the right before the third time going on the vent. I thought if I go on, I'm not. I'm not gonna pull through and uh, I remember thinking this could be it and I was using that last little bit of time to record videos on my phone for my kids my fiance yeah. because I thought I wouldn't be able to tell them that and that feeling that you have that feeling is never lost and that gives you value to your life I'm sure much more value um, it doesn't mean that you hate your the situation that you're in right now. Sure. But it gives you it gives you more power to fight for it um, and strength. Yeah. I, I, again, I can only imagine. Well, this podcast, of course, is all about getting these 
these stories out. We understand uh, all too well the censorship that's happened with this situation that you find yourself in. And we really sincerely hope that anyone that hears these messages will be touched to the point of sharing and caring, donating, uh, doing the things that they can do to, to help uh, people like yourself. Because what, one of the things that I have recognized, and, and we talked a little bit before we turned on the camera, that there is this division that's happened, and, and with COVID, that division seems to have become this wide chasm. Um, maskers versus anti-maskers, vaxxers versus anti-vaxxers, whatever you want to call right. the two sides, right? And we as human beings have got to stop yes. that. It is absolutely, there's no place for it in, in humanity, in my view. And, and people who come from very, very different positions, you know, you come from the medical field, I come from the alternative health field. I don't see any reason why we can't love and accept each other right. uh, wherever we're at. So I appreciate the message that, that you're delivering. What, what brought you to L.A.? It's not easy for you to travel. No, right? it's not. You're here for the Defeat the Mandates rally. What is your ultimate hope um, in terms of what we're uh, doing here this weekend? To bring a voice to those that are injured, to speak out, to um, make people aware. We are not rare. Um, we are real. And we are being ignored. We are being silenced. And um, the problem with that is now it's leading to people having um, a lot of emotional issues. I mean, there's been some recent suicides, and and that uh, it breaks my heart to hear that that people get to that that point. But it's because we're being ignored. We're not finding help. So I think to to bring awareness and to plea for more funding for research for treatment to help us, even if they can't find a solution to not ignore us. Right. Well, the first step is not being ignored, right, before there can be a solution found, yes. for sure. Uh, what else would you like to share with whoever's listening right now? Um, I guess if, you know, you're, you're out there um, and you have been affected by the vaccine, whether it's yourself or a family member or a friend or anybody, don't be shamed into not speaking out. Because if you don't speak out, then it's almost kind of like a silent consent that you're saying it's okay and you're being belittled. But if you have a voice, we have power in our numbers. And Absolutely. I think that's the only way we're going to be heard because at some point they can't deny our existence. And at some point they'll have to say, okay, yeah, there's been people injured. We have a problem. <laughs> that's the only way it's going to happen. Hi. Perfect. You said it better than I could have. Thank you so much, Nikki. Thank you. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your effort to come all the way across the country from Tennessee um, to this rally. It means a lot to a lot of people. And um, I am, as I said, the strength I'm seeing in people within the React 19 group, the people who have been injured, is um, it's almost overwhelming to me I, because you have plenty of excuses to do nothing and just be quiet and worry about yourself and the fact that you're willing to expend this energy and this effort to help is is beautiful i appreciate it very very much thank you thank you so much for joining thank you me for on. having me absolutely thank you for listening to the dearly discarded podcast 
we encourage you to help break through the silence and share this episode with your friends and family. It's time for these stories to not only be told, but to be heard. For more information, head to react19.org and dearlydiscardedpod.com. The Dearly Discarded Podcast is produced by Jared St. Clair and Michaela Hyde with support from React 19. We'll be back next week with another true story from one who lives it. Until then, join us on Team Humanity. Keep an open mind, seek the truth, and share these stories. Most of all, open your mouth. Silence won't change anything. React 19 needs your support. We're a grassroots nonprofit created by the COVID vaccine injured for the COVID vaccine injured. React 19 provides physical support through scientific research and physician referrals, financial support to those most in need for uncovered medical expenses, and emotional support by growing a community that's focused on compassionate advocacy, hope, fellowship, and improving lives. We can only do these things with your support. Your donation is tax deductible and any amount is greatly appreciated. You can also sign up for automatic monthly donations. The vaccine injured have been marginalized, censored, and discarded, but they have not been broken. Help them rise to the challenge today. Visit react19.org for more information or simply text the word REACT to 50155 and donate via text.